everybody, and welcome back to episode 12 of the Come Play podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about Red Dead 2 uh, finally coming out. We're going to talk a bit about the Ottawa Senators leaked video and the backlash with that, and we're going to give our NFL Week 10 predictions. And everybody's here today, uh, Bobby, Brendy, and Zach. Uh, say hello, everybody. Yeah! Hello, everybody. Jesus Christ. You have problems. <laughs> Um, and as always, I'm just going to pass it right over to Zach. We have Zach's thought of the week. Uh, he is ready. I fucking dropped my nut. Wow. Okay. That's a reach. Uh, and, uh, Zach, like, unlike last episode, you know, thought of this prior to being on the actual podcast. So here you go. Zach, it's all you. So, uh, this week's thought of the week. This is a, uh, highly heated debate. Mm-hmm. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh, oh my god. god! No, it's not. Uh, no, no. If it okay, it, I no, think no. it is. If if it was, then it would be separated by two pieces of bread. But it's just one piece. That's a good point. Actually, I never like th- that's a simple point. Like, okay, if you were to like rip the bun in half and then like put the hot dog in between, then it's a sandwich. Hey, see, I get the cheap ass buns though, so they rip apart just by default. <laughs> yeah, I, was <laughs> the same usually, thing. I was like, that ends up becoming that. a sandwich anyway. So I'm saying yeah. yes. I I can't, man. It just it I don't doesn't. Think, I don't think that's an important distinction for the bread to be separated. If if anything, it's a sub. I. What, but a sub uh, is a sandwich. No, it's a fucking sub. <laughs> okay, now this is a this is a new take of this whole argument I've never yeah. heard before. Hey, sub is not a sandwich. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Um. All right. So Brandy's vote is immediately discounted. <laughs> so, no. no. Some, somebody's gonna put you this in the dark alley. Shit out of you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Someone took you in the dark alley and they're like, "You better not fucking think that a sub is a sandwich." <laughs> 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 I may kill you. Listen, yeah, to me. I don't listen know. To about me. That. Listen to me, very, very, listen to me, very, very, okay. We are called Subway, but we sell sandwiches. All right, you dare to take our 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 our, our core values and just destroy them like that? See, I've I've I've, 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 I've literally never said, oh, you know, I make sandwiches. sandwiches. Go to Publix right now, <laughs> and like, go to the deli and look. Underneath where it says sandwiches, and tell me what you can order. Uh, <laughs> well, all right. So, so that's my does argument. It, does it like personally bother you? Like you go to, uh, I don't know, literally a sandwich shop, and on the list of sandwiches on the menu, it's six inch sub, six inch sub, twelve inch sub, six inch sub, ten inch sub, four inch sub. Does that like personally bother you? I mean, no. Uh, I just say I just say I want a like an eight inch sub. So does Jimmy John sell subs or sandwiches? Oh, they geez. sell subs and clubs. <laughs> subs and clubs, I like what it. Fuck is a club? I mean, <laughs> it's a, it just it's basically a sub with more meat. Huh? Right. And this is this I, this is so new information that I don't even know what to do with this. Yeah, like, this I, I, I'm sitting here like. Yeah, I'm sitting here ready to debate hot dogs, Brady. and he goes, "Sub is Wait, not a no, sandwich." Brady, so you've contradicted yourself multiple times here. I just want to point this I, out. No, I how have Dude, I contradicted? You said I, first of all, you said that a hot dog would be a sandwich if the two pieces of bread were separated. Correct. Aren't the two pieces of bread separated at Jimmy John's? No, they're not. So is a Jimmy John's is a sub from Jimmy John's also a hot dog? Then uh, <laughs> a hot dog is a piece of fucking meat. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a sub a hot dog is the new take. That, that <laughs> is a sub a hot dog and is a hot dog a sub. So therefore, I don't so, know. What I'm so I, sh- I, sh- I should mention like we do have like sliced like sandwich wheat bread. Like that's like our only like official sandwich though. You have you have wait you've sliced. Yeah, it's like, it's like okay. It's like I think a hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> I, I I I still disagree. I mean, I, think I clubs are sandwiches too. I think that's where me and Brendy fundamentally disagree. <laughs> I guess I, I I think a lot of people have something to say to Brendy if they were to hear this clip. But, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. By the way, also, me, like, bro. I mean, I'm in. I might be in the minority here, but I feel like. Uh... Like a sam, like in order for something to be a sandwich, it has to be have to have Jesus. It has to have meat oh and cheese. And meat a hot dog does not have to have cheese. It doesn't have to have cheese. That's a hot take. Okay, hold on a second. PB and J would like to have a word with you here. Oh, I mean yeah. that's okay. That's true. PB and J would like to have a word with you. <laughs> I, you know, I actually didn't think of that. Let me tell. Let me tell you well, something like, right here, I, right fucking. About lunch, if you're talking about lunch meat, it has to have cheese with it. You can't. So, no, it doesn't. Here. Well, here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Get so, a sandwich, buddy. I'm huge on sandwiches here. I've, I've, you know, I've big sandwich guy. Roast yeah, beef and a turkey. big, big fucking sandwich guy, right? And there are times where like I don't really have any lunch meat, but I still have like a half pound of cheese. So I will just put cheese on bread and, and some mayo and eat that. And my roommates think I'm crazy for doing it that way. You are crazy so, for doing so, it that way. No, I, I don't have fucking meat, but I like cheese. I so, do that so, too. so I have, so I have a question. You guys might think this is a little weird. As a kid. I used to eat uh, bologna and mayonnaise sandwiches. Oh God! Uh, wait, 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 wait! Hold on, wait. But so, just bologna and mayo, like no cheese? Nope, just bologna and well, sometimes cheese, but I mean, like not a, all the time. That's the weirdest thing I ever heard. That's a southern thing, I'm pretty sure. No, Is that's, it? That's, yeah, like, I have never heard that in, in. I can't. I don't know if I'd ever mix mayonnaise with. Like so, like bologna is very people strong. People in the south put mayo on everything. Okay, no, I do. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I do too. So I'm a big mayo guy. I, I was I was trying to find something to put on for what what sounded like a political debate when Zach and Brendan were originally talking. <laughs> so I, what what I thought of was the the graduation song that you hear everywhere. That was the only thing oh, I could yeah. think of. <laughs> So that's what that is, and it took me forever to download for some reason. So I was a little late, but I still wanted to play it. So All fuck right. off. So, okay, uh, so hot dog a sandwich. Okay, yeah, wait, 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 wait. But hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we have final verdict, I have one more thing I want to ask. Uh huh. Pork roll or Taylor ham? I, I didn't uh, hear what you said. Pork roll or Taylor ham? Mm. I don't know. Brendy, you should tweet out the thought of the week like live whenever it happens. All right, we'll make a poll. It, it, yeah, if there's a if there's something like that where it's like, uh, like last week sort of worked too. Right. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, if there's one where it's like it, it, you you decide between one or the other, then yeah, make a poll at the when we do the okay. thought of the week. Yeah, I got you. I'm doing it right now. All right. All right. Even though uh, they're not gonna see this for another week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I'm going with I'm going to go with a strong no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll say it's I'll say it's not a sandwich. Same here. I'm saying it is a sandwich. And okay, so can we settle the last one, which is is a sub a sandwich? I say yes. Yeah. I say yes. A sub is a sandwich. Yeah, I do too. No, it's a sub. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just opened up a whole new debate. That is, well, that is a whole new debate. Well, I mean, yeah. you, like. 
they won't know what it is down there, but Bobby is a hoagie a sandwich? I say a hoagie is a sandwich. Wait, yeah, a hoagie a, is a sub. A, if, if, I was gonna say if I'm gonna say a sub is a sandwich, yeah, then I have to say a hoagie is a sandwich. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what a hoagie is. So yeah, a hoagie is basically yeah, it basically is a sub. It just has like lunch meat and and uh, lettuce and whatever the fuck you want on it. it, but it I don't know. I'll have, it, to, it, I'll have to do my research on that one. It's a, it's a, it's when you come Jersey, you're getting a hoagie. By the way, I don't even really like sandwiches. Wait, no, hold on. No, he's getting a cheesesteak. What the fuck are you saying? Oh yeah, well I mean that's a Philly thing. We're joking. I I I know, but that's a the, any any excuse I can get somebody from not in the area to go get a cheesesteak. I'm getting a fucking cheesesteak. I I actually don't know if I've ever had a hot sandwich before though. What? Wow, dude. Okay, hold on a second. That is a that is, <laughs> that, is that is a hot take and a half. Literally, dude, that was loud enough. Literally, that louder. I there literally, you go. I literally work at a cold sub place. Like I don't I don't have a chance to eat hot. Hot just stuff, you know. Put that shit in the microwave real quick. Uh, yeah. We <laughs> Thirty seconds. You guys have a hot, a piping hot sandwich. Yeah, we we just have a microwave laying around at a fucking cold place. Do you not? I mean, no, we don't. We have an oven for cooking bread, and that's it. Put it in a fucking oven. Yeah, you put it in for five seconds. That thing probably comes out burnt. So <laughs> yeah, it does. Preheat to four hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Stick it in for twenty seconds. Don't even bother closing the door. <laughs> All right, moving on from the sandwich debate. Yeah, we're going to actually get into our... It's actually uh, a sub-debate. That was a 10-minute debate. I am, Zach has outdone himself. Like yeah, I said. Really. <laughs> uh, we're going to go into... Uh, we're a little late on this, but that's that's what we do here on the Come Play Podcast. Uh, Red Dead 2 came out, uh, and everybody was talking about it because of how big the game, you know, first game was and the anticipation for the second game. Uh, me and Zach have played the game. Uh, I will get your thoughts on it. My initial reaction, I would say, about the game is I had high expectations for it, and they shattered those expectations. Uh, this game is flawless. Um, I love it. Zach, what is your take on the on the game? Uh, same with you. I uh, had really high expectations. Obviously, we all waited a really long time for this game to come yeah. out. I think Red Dead 2 came out in 2009. It could be wrong. Yeah, it was 2010. 2010. 2010. Yeah. So eight years between Red Dead and Red Dead Two, which and that's typical of Rockstar to do that. But yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. it honestly is just like it's so much better. And obviously, you can tell that they they took a lot of the mechanics like from G from GTA. You can tell, and they improved upon them. You can feel the game that is a lot smoother. It should be smoother. It's you know, it's five years newer than GTA Five. Yeah. But uh, as far as the gameplay goes, it's really awesome. Like it's, it's like truly an open world game, and there's like just I think there's like eighty or close to eighty like different wild animals you can hunt and kill. Yeah, it's very detailed. Like the, that. I mean, this is typical of Rockstar games, but it's very detailed stuff you can do. Um, you know, in terms of like just simple stuff like and and i always fall back on this because i think it's kind of a funny thing to do but i mean this is i'm sure something they did back in the day at a past time but like they have like poker you can play they have i mean i don't know why i don't have this game yet they have like this dominoes game that you can play like stuff like that like they just have a lot of stuff you can fish in the game um there's just 
every detail you can possibly imagine they probably have it uh the game the story is good um they have as you know again typical of rockstar they have a lot of side missions which takes a you know a while to go through but they're fun as well um i've probably played for i don't know i i put a pretty you know decent amount of hours into it um and i'm still only at chapter three like and and there's like six chapters and two um like you know things at the end so there's still a lot of game to go and and i put a decent chunk into the game there's just so much to do so um yeah i i really enjoy the game they, they put out a really good product and like i said you know we <laughs> it, it it's been a long time between games we had all had high expectations and uh, i don't think i i mean I, off the top of my head i'm you know maybe zach there's something you can think of but i can't think of something that's bad with this game like, i i, if I, I can can't chime think. in. yeah go ahead if i can chime in and I'm, i have not played the game yet um but the, the the common complaint that I'm getting from everybody is that it's too slow in the beginning. It's a lot of horse riding and going through the woods and snow. Uh, but then once it gets to like the midway point and you start getting to the more story based stuff, is when it gets really, really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I, that's kind of expect. Like it was kind of the same thing with Red Dead One. Like it, it takes and and I. Somebody at work actually told me how long it takes to get from like one quarter of the corner of the map to the other, and it's several minutes. It's just like I guess that's always a thing, like with getting around. Uh, but like I think like you know when you're riding around, that's when you find like they basically have the same thing that the GTA story had with like the strangers and freaks that GTA had. Like they have like that like in Red Dead Two, so they have strangers where you have to do side quests for them. So uh, like when you're riding around, so like, I know that's people don't like that because you have to ride around it's a lot of riding and trying to get to points to start missions and stuff like that but it's kind of like the mo of like these games so um yeah i don't really think that yeah. is a valid complaint the beginning of these being slow because it is like at some point you have to tell the origin story and it's always going to be slow yeah i mean think about think about like this in movies like like the first Deadpool was good, but like it, it, it kind of has a slow intro because it's you have to tell how, like how he became Deadpool. Same Sorry. thing with this; you have to you have to basically build the characters. Yeah, that's right. Why, yeah. That's why like the first installment of a story is always going to be slower, and this is right. a prequel, so they have to like. It wasn't really a continuation of a story; it was going back in time. And All like right. I said, I you know, I haven't played the game, so I don't know. They just said like they like. Okay, how many trees do I have to look at before things get good around here? Like, kind of <laughs> attitude that, I, that I'm hearing. Um, but you know, it, I, I'm I'm with you that if it adds to the story and you have to kind of go through that shit just to get to the really really good and then deep shit, I'm all for it. I am all fucking for it. No, it's it's really good, and it's just like I said, like the small details and stuff, like, um, you know, like just some like even when you're free roaming, like the stuff mm -hmm. you see, the animals, the wildlife out there. Also, like, I was, uh, I had to go, like, in the mountains for this one mission, um, like, so, like, you start in the mountains, and then you eventually go down, but, like, I had to go back up to the mountains, and I was basically just free-roaming up there, and I seen a bear, which is, like, the big thing in there, and it was just surrounded by five wolves, like, basically, it was attacking it, and, like, just, like, you literally could see them fighting, and it was just, like, 
it's weird to say, but it was like very realistic, like how they were fighting. Um, so yeah, I, it's just very, it's very good. The graphics are good. Uh, you would expect that with the 2018 game. Um, but you know, the, it's, it's, uh, it's exceeded everybody's expectations. I'm really happy with it. And the, the clips that are being spread are fucking hilarious. The, yeah, my, my favorite is. one so far is there's a guy, there's the guys riding on the trail. Uh, and he sees like a, a an NPC uh, just standing on the side, and you know the the guy you play as stops is like, "Hey, you need help with your horse?" And he's like, "Sure thing." And the horse just fucking decks him in the back yeah. of the head, and kills him. Oh my god, I was crying at that clip. And there's a Dude, bunch I of saw, other ones. I saw a clip of a horse that was like frozen in the middle of the track. And this yeah. guy like rides up to it, and all of a sudden his horse just dies and then catches on fire. <laughs> There's no explanation. I saw another one where there this woman was a, a kind of same setup as as the other one I said. But this woman's on the side, she's like, Oh my god, can you help me? My horse up and died on me, and this deer from out of literally nowhere just comes barreling through and just <laughs> completely plows her to the other side of the trail. It's like, what in the hell? Yeah, because, like, the wildlife just, like, roams free. Like, you're running right. down the, the trail, and, like, it just jumps out in front of you. Like, if you hit something, like, well, too bad for the animal. Yeah, right. Much. Yep. Yeah, I love the Great game. Kill. I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to continuing that. Yeah, I can't um, wait to get my hands on it. I, I actually I want, I want to go back to the, the slow start thing. I actually disagree with that, because one of the first missions, like, you're shooting. Like, yeah. You have, to, you have to, like... In the first mission, you have to like go into this house and kill a bunch of it people and rob it. Like it's like that's not slow. I don't know about you, but when I log on to a Rockstar game, I am ready to shoot. Yeah, it, it, doesn't, it <laughs> like, doesn't sound like from the complaints that I'm hearing, it doesn't sound like it's uh like slow. Like you're just talking to people in the beginning. It sounds like okay, yeah, you're when you go actually get to the missions, you're shooting them up. But it's it's the travel time and how ridiculous it is. And like it's like. Oh, you have to go all the way to the other side of the map and go get this scroll for me or something. I don't know anything about the game, like I said, but like go get something for me. And then they have to go all the way back. Like and, and it's that no. travel time. Like it takes an hour just to do that. No, Rockstar's always been like really good with that though. Like in GTA five, like you start and you're immediately robbing a bank. Right. Yeah, yeah. this one, yeah, you start and you're like Jack said, you're um like killing people and then robbing a house, so uh, it, it's not. I agree. I think it's if people are complaining, it's probably not so much about the actual missions. It's just the travel time, and you know, I don't know how much you can do if you're Rockstar because you want to make it realistic, and you know, riding a like you, your horse is not going to have nitro. Oh, I don't nitro to the horse. So I don't think they want to do it. Yeah, but it's totally realistic for a deer to come barreling through and kill everybody. <laughs> totally realistic for you know a horse, but. No, I don't think they're focusing on realism. They're focusing on, you know, telling a good story. And 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 part of the art is also the the game design itself. It's a very beautiful looking game, and I think everybody agrees with that point, right? Mm-hmm. So, they want you to enjoy it. So, okay, how can we show everybody that we are good at what we do? Let's put a good story, but let's have it take forever because, uh, you know, we made a really good game. We want them to see the sights, you know? Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, like I said, I don't mind that, but I know people, people do. So, um, yeah, I think final thoughts for me, uh, it, it's, a 
you know, we waited eight years for this game, and um, it's it's performed. And I know I still have a lot of story left. I'm probably not even getting to the juicy parts yet. Um, so yeah, really, uh, really good game. I would recommend. I think anybody would honestly like it. Um, it's uh, a good game. And then you know, the good thing about games like this is after you complete the missions, you can always play online and and free roam and stuff like that. So it doesn't just end uh, per se after you're done the story so yeah i i uh, really enjoy it um but if we are all wrapped up with that uh we will move on to uh some sports so this story came out and this is a very bizarre story um <laughs> the ottawa senators who have been in the new well were in the news uh with the eric carlson saga uh, are back in the news um because of a leaked video uh coming from an uber um so the players involved um so basically i'll give you the premise of it real quick so basically they were in the uber and they were having a conversation about uh the team um and the coaches in particular they were talking about their uh power play uh or uh, i believe if it it was either the power play or penalty kill how no bad penalty it was no. No penalty penalty kill. Kill. okay yeah how bad it was um they were basically saying a bunch of crap it, it was a five minute video uh, Bobby has broken it down to a minute and a half, but uh, the players involved, and this is interesting, and I'll bring it up in a second. So the players involved were uh, Thomas Shabbat, Dylan DeMello, Matt Duchesne, Alex Formanton, Chris Tierney, Chris Weidman, and Colin White. Uh, and it's funny because Chris Tierney and Dylan DeMello were a part of the package that came over from San Jose for Like Eric they Carlson. just got there. Yeah, like they literally, like, because this happened on October 29th, and the trade. Uh, I mean, the, the season started October 6th, I think, or something like that. So it was like, you know, three weeks into the season. Uh, but they had only been there for about a month and a half. So uh, that's kind of interesting. But, yeah, there was just uh, a lot of things came out. And uh, I'll let Bobby play the clip of uh, this bizarre <laughs> incident. Yeah, so uh, this first clip is is them discussing Malika, which is kind of the topic of the whole video, but this is them like bringing it up and like talk about it in a little bit uh, more detail. The best it's part the about their break in is the fact that we don't even slow them up. No, never. They come in like blazing speed too, and he's like, oh shit. Yeah, flying like, down the right side. That we in practice, when we break out against part? you guys, we get in every time. What team do you guys play for? Ottawa. Oh, okay. So one of the puzzles there, so that was the Uber driver talking right there. It's like, who do you guys play for? Ottawa. So, <laughs> by the way, he know he's got some gold here, first of all. Yeah. He's got some well, serious gold in this conversation. To, and not to mention, like, you know, we said before, the Ottawa has, uh, like, it's been a shit show there. Uh, oh, my God. With Eric Carlson and then uh, Melnick coming out and saying he wants to move the team and then saying he doesn't want to move the team and... Um, you know, just everything with the Melinda Carlson situation, like it's it's been a shit show. And you know, they finally it seemed like they got out of the spotlight uh, for the start of the season. Like nothing really came out of them. They've actually had a better start than mo- than most thought. They oh would. yeah. Uh, and they've kind of just been you know a regular team, and then this comes out again. <laughs> right. So, yep. uh, there's a little bit more of it. So you can tell we're really pleased with you know so my Ramal, which is their uh their their special team coach uh he's he's the kind of the the butt end of all the jokes and the comments in this video mm-hmm. uh so i mean a lot of the video like i said i cut it down uh a lot of the video is is them mocking him his, his voice and everything um 
Uh, by the way, the video and audio comes from the Ottawa. Just wanted to throw it out there. Um, so a little bit, a little bit passes by, and then they start talking about their team meetings. It, it, a lot of this again revolves around the penalty kill. Uh, so this is them talking about the team meetings that they have based around it, um, and they talk about uh, Marty Ramon. So uh, here, Marty Ramon. No, I think they won one. They won Only one. coach in NHL history to have the worst power play and worst PK within a back to back year, <laughs> calendar year of each other. It's actually hurting. It is. Do you do you notice that? Do you notice that when he when he uh, runs the video, like if you actually do pay attention, he doesn't ever teach you anything. He just commentates no. what's happening. He's like, uh, here's uh, someone who's skating on the wall with the boxes. Yeah, yeah. This is me complaining about a high school teacher right here. Yeah, like that exactly what it is. You ever notice that like he never teaches you anything? You just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. looking at my, looking at my seventh grade math teacher. But besides uh. the point, that's besides the point. Okay, I just want to point that out. What to do with it? Yeah. So here's the other thing too. We don't change anything ever, so why do we even have a meeting? Like, I haven't paid attention in three weeks. And, like, I got a, my first shift, like, last game. And I, and, and, I, must have been listening. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew what to do because he hasn't changed the thing. I also, I also hate how he quizzes us. He's like, he's like uh, what do you do here, Megs? Megs is like, I don't know. For me? So, yeah, I, that, that, <laughs> I haven't paid attention in three weeks. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure that was Matthew Shane that said that, or at least that yeah. sounded like his voice. Matt fucking Shane. Oh um, my god. Yeah, so this is kind uh. of a mess. Um, of course, there was backlash from it because, uh, I mean, it's obvious. So there was a lot of uh, uh, quotes from the team. Uh, Guy Boucher, who's the coach of the Ottawa Senators, put a quote saying, uh, there's nothing, you know, because this is a team that's going through a rebuild, uh, obviously. Uh, he said there's nothing, nothing is more important to us during this rebuild than making sure our players and coaches are fully committed to our plan, our values, and our system of play. We have every, um, we have every confidence, we have, we have every confidence, that makes sense. Uh, in that they, can't, is, they can't even PR correctly, dear this God. This is exactly, like, this is literally their quote. We have every confidence in Marty. Uh, I don't know. It, what did you say his name was? It looks like Raymond. Marty Raymond. Yeah. Okay, Raymond. Uh, it looks like Raymond. Uh, coaching. Uh, and the effort and determination of our team, and blah 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 blah. Uh, and then there was a quote from the players, uh, saying, uh, the players involved, uh, saying we want to apologize publicly to Marty Raymond, uh, our, um, our teammates and coaches for our comments in Phoenix. At, in Phoenix, Arizona, on October 29th, our private our private conversation was recorded without our knowledge or consent, um, which is just, you know we'll get to in a second. We're passionate about our team and focusing on growing oh, together. Definitely, definitely, definitely passionate. Uh, and then they end the quote with, "We are grateful. We are grateful for the support of our fans and organization. This is an important learning experience." Oh, we the fans are probably. I, 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 I do want to hear some insight <laughs> from Ottawa fans. I'm sure they're eating this up, though. Yeah, I mean, because if, they're basically saying everything that the fans have been saying for the yeah. past couple of years. And you know what? At this point, like it's such a mockery. There, like, what else could like make it worse? Right. Um, so, so yeah. here's the thing I want to talk about because these conversations, I mean, I would believe happen all the time. They absolutely um, happen all the time. 
Yeah. I, I, do, 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 do you think for a second that LeBron James is in there trashing the bad parts of, of the Lakers every once in a while? Yeah, and I, I think like... Seriously. I, I just think that, um, you know, these guys, like, you know, this happens all the time. Like, I, we were just talking about, like, uh, how, you know, you know, talking about bad teachers we had, or like I've talked about coaches to teammates that I've had about how much they suck. And I know this is a much different situation, but it's all the same. I think anytime you're in some kind of sports, uh, you talk about it, or like even like, you know, I'm sure people talk about their work, like their coworkers. Yeah. Uh, it's something that happens. It's Everybody complains about their boss. Everybody does. Yeah, it's just unfortunate that this is what happened. So, um, it, it, interesting thing with this, though, going off that, is that, so, apparently in Ottawa, it, there's, uh, laws for recording somebody is one party. So, if, if it's you and somebody else, you have every right to record them, even if they tell you no. So, that's, hmm. the, that's the law in Ottawa, and that's what they, uh, this driver was kind of hiding behind. But, there is a but here is that Uber and their policies and their terms of service drivers are allowed to record, but they're not allowed to post out to the media without Uber or, or the other party's consent. Cause there was a story of a guy who was an Uber driver who hid cameras like all over his car and was actually live streaming to Twitch. The conversations his passengers were having in the backseat of his truck, whenever he was doing his uh, Uber driving, That's he ended up getting fired for that. So it's a little bit it's a little bit interesting. So that video was not supposed to be out. Um, I'm sure the guy's getting asked a lot of questions about it, though. I'm just, yeah, that's all, that's all I'm gonna say. It, it, um, it is funny to hear like him go. Uh, so who do you play for in the video? Like he's like yeah. he's like figuring out how juicy this story is gonna be. But it, it's funny and it's like so yeah. We we talked about these these conversations have to happen all the time. I, it doesn't matter what team you are. You could be the Washington Capitals, Pittsburgh Penguins. You know the Warriors, whatever. There is no way these conversations don't happen. Yeah, it, it, it no freaking way. It just what sucks is the Senators got caught doing it, right? And, 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 and yeah, with the circumstances they're already under, <laughs> right? And and it's like, uh, it, here's the other thing too, and this is why I think this is so big too, is that NHL has been at least the, they, they make the players not be very outspoken. It's been kind of a thing with NHL players to give very, 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 very cookie cutter answers to literally every single question. Like, it's like, so what do you think about Eric Carlson being traded away? I just think we're going to do the best we can. Yeah, Yeah. we know that. (laughs) Tell us something else there, pal. Yeah, exactly. And it's something a lot of people have been advocating for. You know, like like the NBA has become a lot more outspoken. The NFL definitely has. You know, what's what, you know, what at this point is stopping the NHL from doing the same thing? If you let the NHL players speak their mind a little bit more, I bet you you get more fans in. And I, I, I think Gary Batman likes money. At last time I checked. Yeah. So why not just let them speak their mind? You know, they're not, they're obviously not really, I don't think there's going to be any disciplinary issues. There haven't been already. They, the next night, the, the gang that was in that car ended up actually lighting the lamp up a couple times. So, you know, it's obvious they're, they're you know, they're still going to be parts of the team. I'm sure there were a ton of internal meetings after this. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 I believe they stand by what they said, as I'm sure they do. Uh, but now it's just the work of just moving it forward. Um, it just sucks that it had to come out this way because it does make them look bad. You know, especially guys who just got to that franchise like Tierney. Yeah. So, so. And, uh, yeah, I, I think, like I said, I think this happens in every locker room. and every. It does every happen in every room. There's no question. Just, 
and just you know, again, it has it has to do with this. But the next story that I want to talk about, which ties into this, is Jamal Adams' uh, safety for the uh, New York Jets um, is displeased with what's going on there, and that's another rebuilding team. Get in line. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say that's another rebuilding team, and I'll let you play the clip in a second. But my point to this conversation that we're about to have is um, this whole thing with you know, it's almost like. It's something that everybody like everybody talks about, and it's like, oh, whatever, like kind of super under the rug. But team culture, um, you know, in terms of is the team winning, is the team losing, what's going on in the franchise, what's going on behind the scenes, who's getting traded, like that stuff all affects the players. Um, so I'll let you play a clip real quick. But he's just talking about uh, the recent happenings of the Jets and and they're uh, losing ways still, which everybody kind of expected. But yeah, I'll let you play that clip of, is- of him. Coming from a sports center's Twitter. I'm sick of losing. I'm sick. It's, it's point blank, period. I'm sick of losing. It pisses me off every time. It is what it is, man. I don't. This is just not. I'm not a loser. Um, I want to get back on the winning track. And, you know, we've lost what three straight. Come on, man. So there's there's always something to be said about um, team players, right? So everybody has to do their part, right? Um, I think in football, it's a little bit different, right? I mean, you could have a stellar defense, right? But if your offense isn't producing, then it's not really on you. Oh, so I can tell you about that. That's oh, I'm sure you can. The 2017-2018 Broncos right there. <laughs> yeah, it's and, and it's it's so I, I can't blame him if he's – I don't have his stats in front of me. I should, but I don't. I don't have his stats in front of me. But if, like, if he's doing enough and the Jets defense is doing enough, uh, to 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 try and win games and the offense just isn't producing the way they should be, then I'm not surprised. I'm sure it's probably frustrating, especially being on the Jets. That being uh, yeah. said, I have no sympathy because go Pats and go fuck you. I remember the butt fumble. <laughs> <laughs> but no, going along with that though, like the, it's true because I remember last year with the Broncos, um, uh, that defense was still a really good defense, but they were get, basically getting screwed over by the offense because. The offense was so bad, they were put into bad situations with turnovers and field position, uh, making their numbers look bad. They were losing, um, and I believe, and of course it was, but I believe Akib Tlaib was, uh, started something in the locker room with the offensive players um, at one point, and there's a rift in the locker room. Like it, It's something that happens, and I just think like... You know, we talk about teams rebuilding and it's all about losing and getting the best traffic and stuff like that. But I really do believe that um, I, I really do believe that team culture is a thing. Um, and it's it's a you know, it's unfortunate because, you know, teams have to teams have to um, rebuild. Like that's just something that happens in sports. But, you, you know, you see the unrest here with Adams. And and again, we're talking about. Uh, conversations that are going on uh, with the Ottawa Senators, like, you know, these conversations are probably even intensified uh, with stuff like this when you're losing. Um, like I said, Ottawa has actually been starting off pretty good, but uh, mm. this kind of, you know, kind of sparks it. Like, um, you know, now he put it out there on the media by himself saying this stuff. It wasn't like he was recorded saying this, but all in all, it's kind of the same with, uh, you know, mentality of the players and stuff like that. I just think it's interesting because uh, we're in this, and we're in, we're in a day and age in sports where, like, you know, we have a lot of dynasties at this point and big franchises. Like, 
you know, uh, the NBA, you have the Warriors and the MLB, you have the Yankees and Red Sox and Dodgers and, you know, um, NHL, it's not so much, but, you know, the, the NFL, you got the Patriots. So, like, you got those teams, but then you also got the teams that have been notoriously losing for a long time. And the Jets have been one of those teams. And, you know, I'm sure the players are, you know, trying their best to get through this rebuilding period, but it can't be easy. And uh, Jamal Adams, you know, he's one of their most promising players. Um, um, you know, what was a high pick a few years ago as he was part of the rebuild. He was a, he was a selection to, you know, start the rebuild and stuff like that, but it's got to be frustrating. Um, yeah, I just think, like I said, I, I think this stuff happens all the time, but, uh, you know, that kind of mentality, does that affect their on-field play? And, uh, you know, with the Sens video, it obviously didn't affect them because they've been, they put up seven last night. Um, they've been actually, like I said, they've been playing really well. So, so I, I, my, 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 my thing is, it's not like nobody else on that team is thinking, right? Yeah, I'm sure the Jets and the Sens are having the same thoughts. And it's also, I've said this before on the podcast that, you know, the players and, and coaches and professional athletes are not oblivious to social media, right? They yeah. know what all the reporters are saying. They know what all the beat writers are saying. They know what all the fans are saying. They're not blind. They knew going into the, at least for the Sens, they knew going in that, you know, nobody was believing in what they were, they were doing this season. Now, like, like you said, they had a good start. And everything, but you know, they, no one expected them to go above 500 at all during the season, like at all. No, like, not, they, I mean, a lot of people were checking them to be the worst team in the league, which, yeah, uh, I mean, it wasn't a stretch, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, and it was, it wasn't like that argument also wasn't, you know, justified. There was a yeah. lot of reasons, especially with the players they had and lost, and as well as you know, who's who's in the management upstairs, uh. To point to those things, but the players know that that's the demeanor. So that was kind of up to them to, I guess, you know, show that at least you are trying, right? And especially in the case of Jamal Adams, right? You know, the Jets are considered lo- a low tier. You know, no one really had any faith in them. You know, so now it's up to you to show, like, look, I'm trying out here. Everybody else has got to catch up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I, I uh, like you know it's just it all comes back to that team culture for me i think the uh i and i keep referring back to the broncos just because this is something that they talked about a lot last year um you know a lot of people were saying you know just tank at at the point they were there was probably like three games left they were obviously not banking the playoffs and everybody's like just lose those last three games get a higher draft pick which you know in a sense um in their case, they had the fifth pick and ended up with the player they wanted um, in Bradley Chubb. But, you know, a lot of people are saying that. But then on the flip side, a lot of people are saying, look, you know, nobody wants to be in a losing locker room. And to end a season on that, that's not something you want to carry over to the next season. Right. Um, you know, you, you want to – football is different from a lot of sports just because of the schedule. You know, there's only – you're only playing 16 games, so it's a lot – different than an 82 game season but yeah i think um maybe it's something that a lot of people think is overused but you kind of see it here with players coming out and saying stuff that uh you know locker room culture is a thing and like players are not again bobby saying players are not oblivious they think these things and uh you know maybe the media doesn't think they think these things but they do so um yeah 
just an interesting video there. Um, going off the Jamal Adams comments, we have a little bit more football, and this has just been us reporting all season on Le'Veon Bell. Uh, are you not tired of this yet? Yeah. <laughs> are you we not are, tired of this whole fucking situation? We are uh, approaching uh, the deadline for Le'Veon to report, which is November 13th. Uh, this will probably be uh, that will probably pass the time this this uh, episode goes up. But um, he has to report then uh, to basically be eligible to play this season. And Bobby had an article. Do you still have that the whatever you were reading up earlier? I am scrolling up and down on it right now. Uh, because I want you to read that because I think it's very interesting. Um, with Le'Veon, uh, there was like I think he sent out a, a tweet the other day. So he has an offseason home in Miami, and he he sent a by tweet Miami. out like by Miami, yeah. And everybody's like, "Oh, look who's coming back!" And the Steelers said they haven't heard anything from him. Uh, he hasn't reported yet. So, but um, yeah, Bobby, I want you to read like I said what you wrote to us earlier. So this comes from the big lead, which I, if I believe, is associated with USA Today Sports. Um. So the story broke from the uh, uh, to from uh, Mark uh, Caboli. Sorry if I said your name wrong. Of the Athletic, so uh, he apparently arrived in Pittsburgh, but apparently learned some new information about his contract, which actually is making him contemplate whether or not he actually shows up at all this season. So the quote that comes from the article says, "A source confirmed to the Athletic that Bell is now contemplating whether or not he will show up by the November 13th franchise tag deadline, based on newly learned information from the collective bargaining agreement that would allow him to be deemed as a third-year franchise player in 2019, rather than to revert to the second year, even if he doesn't report." So, okay. <laughs> so yeah. uh, let's 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 keep reading for a second. So, as the big lead to Henry McKenna broke down yesterday, if he does not report, he will not accrue a season. That doesn't impact his free agency status, but an NFL player needs four accrued seasons to become an unrestricted free agent and Bell is five. And his decision not to report, however, will impact his benefits with the NFL, as they are determined by accrued season. So, given that the 30-year fr franchise tag for Bell will result in more than $25 million, $14.5 million is the amount he would have made by signing the franchise tender before the season this year, it would not make much sense for the Steelers to tag him again. So therefore, he would become a free agent at worst, or at worst get the transition tag, which just means that Pittsburgh could choose to match any contract he gets from another team. But I don't think they would do that uh, because they're a long-term deal, and it's doubtful they would match something like that if he doesn't want to be here anyway. So uh, this is more opinionated now. It's like, so now there's been some confusion on, on what the November 13th deadline means, and the reporting has not been clear. The truth is he just has to report in order to play. If he's not in by Tuesday, he cannot play at all in 2018. But it's really troubling that Le'Veon Bell is apparently learning all this just a few days before the deadline. How he doesn't need to report for Pittsburgh's franchise tender price to rise after sitting all year. This, quote, newly learned information is not new. He's just now realizing this is how it will work. What has his agent been doing? If you were getting 3 to 5% of a massive upcoming contract, wouldn't you make sure your client was fully aware of all the intricate possibilities before the season even began? It's truly bizarre. Yeah, um, I don't even know where to begin with this. Like, so what in the hell? Yeah, like I almost feel like the public has more knowledge of what is going on than Le'Veon at this point. Like, seriously, um, that's exactly what it is. Like, you know, this has been a saga all year, and I was saying before, and I think a lot of people think this that 
James Conner probably lost him a lot of money because he's been playing phenomenal this year. Uh, and, you know, it, it shows that uh, – and Pittsburgh is known to have a really good offensive line. And people – you know, the, the whole thing at the start of the season was, uh, well, you're only good because uh, – as good as your offensive line, essentially, is what people were saying. And now mm-hmm. you see James Conner, the year he's having. Um, it's – it's it, this was very bizarre. This was already – you know, I, I – I will – you know, I think all of us um, really said, uh, you know, we can raise our hands here and say we're we're wrong because we thought he would, you know, it's like, all right, well, he he's holding out, but he'll be back for week one. And now we're at week 10 and and, and no love. Uh, he might not even show up at all. It, it it's, yeah. it's truly incredible. I mean, I don't uh, I we, we've had the discussion about him 100 times at this point. I really don't want to, you know, say the same things over again. I, yeah. my, my, what I want to focus on is uh, I that last sentence I truly agree with. What what the hell is his agent doing? I mean, his agent, the conversation he had with his agent, from my understanding, was was part of the reason why he didn't show up or why he hasn't. Mm-hmm. And just now he's aware that he doesn't have to show up the whole year. What did <laughs> what? I, I don't. I, I the only thing I can think of is that this was planned. Because I wonder if. Uh, the, it's kind of a hype build about whether or not he's going to come back. So then it's like, okay, we're about to, because it's just too convenient, this mm. whole thing. Like, it's like, okay, the deadline's about to approach. We're going to see Le'Veon Bell again. Oh, wait, I just found this out. Yeah. No, way. no, no freaking way. There's, there, there is no way that when his agent and Le'Veon Bell were, were talking, that at no point did this ideal scenario come up. There's just no way. I, I don't know if I buy it. I really don't. I, so, I, 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 conspiracy theory, let me put on my tinfoil hat real quick. I, I truly believe that the, they knew about this. This is them stirring the pot again. Yeah, and uh, that's a probable thing. Now, I want to ask a question, and I want to get Bernie back involved because we've been uh, kind of controlling the show here. Yeah, I've been, I've been trying to chime in for the past 30 minutes. Just, <laughs> dude, just, dude, just do what I do and just start over-talking everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I can't over-talk over a person over-talking, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Um, you got to be louder than that. But my question is, if – so say Le'Veon reports um, before Tuesday – and he comes back and he signs to say the franchise tag, so he's back for the rest of the season. Do you think he starts over James Conner for the rest of the season? Yes. No, I don't. I don't I do. think either. No, James James Conner has proven himself to be a viable starter in this league. Yeah, I don't know I, why they wouldn't split the time. I here's the thing. Well, I, I like I'm sure like splitting the time like it, I it, it's so hard to tell because like if it was. Oh man, it, it's it's really hard to tell. So the, I feel like would still get more carries. I don't feel like they would. Uh, yeah. Split the time. It would be very close, though. I I would think like. Oh, finally. It would, it would probably be like a similar situation in Atlanta, where you know Freeman and Coleman both get the ball, kind of pretty much kind of the same time. Yes. Now the the only thing that maybe they would do is I think um. Le'Veon's probably a better route runner and pass catcher out of the backfield, and sometimes they actually have him line up line up out wide. So maybe yep. they would use him in those roles. Uh, but I I don't know how you can not play James Conner. I mean, he's been one like I I Easy. could argue he's been the second best running back in the league. Well, 
second or third best running back in the league this year. The problem with Le'Veon Bell, that's not even a hot take. Uh, (laughs) It's borderline. It's borderline. The problem with Le'Veon Bell, though, is like, he now has to reprove himself from all the time. No, he no, he doesn't. Yeah, no, he does. No, he doesn't. No, he Dude. doesn't. Are you kidding me? Because no, I'm serious. Because no, you're, you're insane. Because here's no, the thing, no, like, I'm fucking not. No, no, this you <laughs> you are ignoring the fact that we're talking about Le'Veon Bell, who is a dynasty running back. Yeah, yeah he hasn't played. He hasn't held a football. Who the hell run. cares? Who the hell cares? And you act like he's not working out ways at home. I'm sure he was. I'm not. I'm, sure. I'm I, like. No, working out has nothing to do with running schemes. He's fine. He will be. Listen to me. I, my running opinion is this whole thing different with James Conner. Sure, I'm sure it is. But what all I'm saying is, you get Le'Veon Bell back. Everybody wants to see Le'Veon Bell on the field again, right? There's no Aaron, the coaches. Like, he he can't. He has to prove himself. He no, Bobby, he, he doesn't. Will, he, will who? Be, he will be on the field. Like I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not saying he won't. I'm saying he's not gonna. He's not gonna all of a sudden. Overcome James Conner. Oh, Bobby, you're insane. I, I'd, I'd, agree, absolutely insane. I'd agree with you if James Conner wasn't having the year he's having. I'm not because, saying that this is nothing against James Conner. He but, has been outstanding. But this I'm, is the point I'm making. Like, if he, like, Le'Veon is supposed to be this, um, you know, this superstar running back, and James Conner is getting better numbers than he has throughout like so through 10 weeks. And I don't know the numbers, I don't have them on me, and I'm not gonna pretend to know what it is, but through the first 10 weeks of the season, um, Connor actually has better numbers than Le'Veon has had. Uh, I think it was they were comparing this season to last season for Le'Veon. Um, so I, I like, you know, I am a firm believer in like, you know, you see running backs all the time, like undrafted running backs come out of nowhere and like we'll have a good season or two because they're playing again, uh, you know, behind a phenomenal offensive line. Like I really believe like that, you know, and obviously there's some things like, you know, Gurley, uh, Todd Gurley is good because of what he can do. But also, I mean, he has a good offensive line too. Like, you know, if you have a shit offensive line, it's going to, your running game is probably going to suck. Like Jim, you know, I, I'm telling you, man, like if I was the Pittsburgh Steelers, I would be like, all right, you're back, but you can sit your ass on the bench all game. Like, no yep, way. I, no, yep, there's no you. way that's, I don't, I don't know how you could possibly because come to that conclusion. You, and, and not to mention like all the things that came out with uh, the offensive line, basically, you know, it was week one. I think all the comments came out about them. Like, you know, he's like, they're like, oh, he's kind of betrayed us and he's not here anymore. And, uh, you know, you know, whatever. James Connor's here, and then you've seen it was either the first or second week. Uh, Connor scored a touchdown, and he went right and celebrated with the offensive line as like a shot at Le'Veon. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, there's, I don't think you're, there's any way he's back next season. Like that, no I'm, I'm, I'm hundred percent sure of. So, like, I don't you're, know. You're forgetting though that the, once he comes back, they start paying him his money. Right, so why are they going to pay him all that money to just sit there on the bench for possibly for 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 a game? I, no, I, but there's but no that, guarantee he's coming back though. But that's I know, what, but, like, but you're but we're I'm I'm assuming that right now we're talking on the hypothetical that he does, right? But but yeah, right. So I mean, if, if I'm honest, like I wouldn't even if I'm the Steelers, I wouldn't bring him back. <laughs> like I would just be like, all right, pack your bags, like because yeah, sure I, that. And it, and that's be, one thing. No, but I'm not. I'm more. talking about this the rest of the season. I'm not talking about for like, like I'm talking like if he came back, I would be like, you're not playing for us. Like, well, we don't need you. 
but uh, duh. I, I'm telling man, you, man. I, 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 I would have argued like the first game or two in the season. Like they, it really seemed like they needed him. Yeah, I, anymore. So I, but huh, here, here's here's where I, I, I completely disagree. Right. So let's let's look. At, so the Steelers are currently top AFC North right now. Right. The Bengals are breathing down their neck. I mean, Steelers is, is are getting into the playoffs. And no matter what, I don't think that's really up for debate. Right. But if they want this push and they want they want to get you know they want to top AFC North when it comes to playoff time, I don't know why if Le'Veon Bell decides to come back and play, why you would sit him. That doesn't make any sense. I, I and this is this isn't about James Conner. James Conner is absolutely going to be their next guy once Le'Veon Bell's gone at the end of the season, like officially. Okay, but right? you can't you can't say it has nothing to do with it. It absolutely has. To no, do it with doesn't. James no, it, but you're not listening to my argument because you're. I'm not saying James Conner can't replace him. What I am saying is that you now have Le'Veon Bell, who you you, you obviously have recognized by the way you franchise tagged this guy as the best running back in the league, arguably, right? So he comes back. You're already going to pay him his money, and he's basically a rental for the rest of the season. If he comes back, why would you not play him? Especially since you're not totally clinched on the AFC North yet. You're still at the top, but you have the Bengals breathing down your neck. And especially come playoff time, you're going to need Le'Veon Bell to do things that James Conner may slow up on. That's all I'm saying. So I get that argument if he wasn't going to get paid as much as he's going to have to get paid on the franchise tag. Right. Like if, if he came back and played for 55 cents, yeah, I'd take him any day of the week, but he's going to be paying like, you know, he's going to be playing for millions of dollars. And I'm looking at the rushing leaders right now. James Conner is second on the list. Um, right. Nine touchdowns this year, 706 yards. Uh, by the way, God damn Todd Gurley. Holy shit. Yep. He is uh, 150 yards above Connor, who's number two, and he has 12 touchdowns on the year. Um, anyway, Curly's <laughs> Gr- 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 a touchdown per game, right? Oh, he has. Well, he has 12. It's more than touchdown per game, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. That was one thing I noticed about Connor. I'm like, oh, Connor's not there yet. He's close. There was three games where he hasn't had a touchdown so far. That's not. Again, I'm not trying to shag him. I like James no, Connor yeah. a lot. I just want. I was just. We made the comparison to Gurley, and I'm like, ah, oh, there's three games where he didn't have a touchdown. He still rushed. Uh, the only game he didn't really do much was uh, against Baltimore, where he only had 19 yards. Well, that's because I mean that's also that's Baltimore, Baltimore, yeah. But no, I, uh, I mean, again, if it wasn't if Levan wasn't getting the money he's getting, then uh, to come back for the season, then I wouldn't have him. But like, again, I think it would have to if he came back. It would have to be either like a 50-50 split or like a 60-40 split with Connor getting the 60. Or what they do is they utilize him, like I said, as kind of the um, – they excuse me, put him out wide, which they had before because he is a good route runner. Uh, I just don't see – you. James Connors is the second best rusher in the league. You can't take touch like a lot of touches away from him. I don't care who it is. It could be fucking – like, you know. I was going to say Ty Gurley, but I would put him over him, obviously, because of his numbers. But I don't care who you have. If you you can't do it, like he's just been too good this year. Yeah, um, and I, I'm not down there. And once Le'Veon's gone, James Conner is going to, you know, he's going to be the face for a little bit. You know, yeah. assuming that he 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 proves that his first season wasn't a fluke. But at this rate, right. I don't think it is. But it, I I just think there, there's something to be said for him, and, and all the eyes have been on the Steelers all year. They kind of just want to put him out there. 
you know, they're already paying on the money. Like if this, if he was coming back and they were going to pay him anything, yes, yeah, sit his ass down, right? He hasn't been here. He wasn't a team player or whatever, but he's still top tier running back. Whether you think that or not, he's going to come back. You're paying a million dollars playing him. Use him as much as you possibly can. Because here's the thing, Le'Veon's Bell gone at the end of the season. James Conner's not. So you might as well get as much as you can out of Le'Veon Bell before he leaves and then rely on James Conner after that. And right. also, yeah, definitely split him, right? I don't know if James Conner gets the majority. It, it, that would make sense if he gets 60-40. Uh, but I, I, I still think Le'Veon Bell, it, depending on how he performs in the first game, will probably get more touches. I honestly think that. I, I mean, uh, the other argument would be, like, if, you know, we're talking about touches would be, like, a durability thing. Like, you don't want to run James Conner into the ground and then have, uh, you know, him struggle in the playoffs. So, I guess that would be the argument there. And that's a valid argument. But, I, I again, I think Conner would have to get more of the touches. Uh, and, and I mentioned this to, I think, I don't know if Brandy was there, um, but I seen a comment on... Um, an Instagram post because it was a picture of Le'Veon and I don't remember what the post was, but it was a picture of Le'Veon. And then the, one of the top comments was, Oh look, it's James Connors backup. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. It, it's going to be interesting. The whole thing is interesting to me with Le'Veon, like not particularly knowing what's going on. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, mm. Or, you know, Bobby could be right about him kind of playing it off. I don't know. It, it's been weird. Uh, to be honest with you, I still can't believe this has happened this year. Like, I, I didn't think there's a chance he was going to miss the season, but here we are. Um, but, yeah, uh, we will finish up our quick picks here with some college basketball uh, – college stuff. So, first, we're going to talk about college basketball. The season kicked off last night, and uh, it was – Dear God. It was an interesting one. So, the, there was two big games on last night, um, the first one being uh, – well, the – the first one that happened, this actually all happened at the uh, Pacers Arena, and the first one in the, uh, it's it's the State Farm Champions Classic. It's just like a, you know, it's it, it's exactly it's what the, the Tostitos Fiesta Ball. Yeah. Ball. <laughs> Tostitos Fiesta Ball. I gotta get that clip. Um, no, it's just like it's one of those sponsored things. But it was the Jayhawks versus the Michigan State Spartans. Uh, Kansas won this game, ninety-two eighty-seven. But it was actually Michigan State made it a fight at the end. Uh, after the first half, it was fifty thirty-six. But uh, Michigan State put up fifty-one in the second and made things close. Um, the story for Kansas is uh, their transfer, uh, Dedrick Lawson, who went to Memphis last year. Uh, now on the Jayhawks, uh, it was the leading scorer last night, 20 points, uh, 10, uh, 14 rebounds, six assists. Um, as a Buki, uh, their center had a pretty good game, uh, 17 points. I think he'll have a pretty big year. I'm actually really high on him. Um, so that I was the score of that game. And as a Michigan fan, that was good for me to see. Uh, and you know, that was a good game, but that was secondary to what happened in the second game of the night. Uh, Kentucky got run out of the building by Duke. Uh, 118 to 84 wasn't even I'm close. so fucking proud of you guys. <laughs> um, it, it was, he was waiting all, he was waiting all episodes. You have <laughs> no goddamn idea. Um, in case anybody was wondering, it's it's uh, Beto O'Rourke, the uh, Democratic Texas candidate who lost the Senate race uh, after he lost. This is him talking to the crowd. So sorry, <laughs> no politics. <laughs> proud yeah. of you guys. Um, that's real, yeah. by the way. 
it, it's just it, it's amazing what happened. So R.J. Barrett, the uh, top prospect uh, for the next year's NBA draft, uh, came in an impressive uh, first game, 32 minutes, 33 points. Um, he looked good. Uh, the guy everybody's talking about, Zion Williamson, uh, also had a really good game, 28 points, um, uh, seven rebounds. He looked good. Everybody's talking about, uh, oh, man, this guy's only athletic and stuff like that. Uh, so a lot of people, by the way, Joel Embiid was there to see him because he was at the camp. So the Pacers uh, play the Sixers uh, in Indiana where this um, where this game was being played. So Embiid was there and he was like, you know, he went to Kansas. So he was there to see Kansas. But he's like, yeah, I'm also here to see Williamson because uh, everybody's talking about him, like the crazy videos of him dunking on Instagram and stuff like that. Um, yeah, crazy stuff. But uh just unbelievable uh, what happened. It was a dismantling. Um, of course, uh, Coach Calipari, after the game for the Wildcats, just simply said uh, they played better than us. Uh, yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think so. Yeah, you think? Really? Um, Couldn't tell you. Yeah, it's uh, it was a really good game from from the, uh, the Blue Devils, and I would presume uh, they will move up to two, uh, and depending on how the week goes uh, and what Kansas does and what they do in terms of who they're playing and who they beat, could potentially go to one just because they, they beat a number – and I only say that because they beat a number two team by this bad. Um, but, you know, it's hard to move a team down when they didn't lose, so we'll see with that. Uh other notable scores: Gonzaga, number three in the nation, beat Idaho State handily, which you would imagine. Uh, Virginia played one, Tennessee. So you know there was no upsets last night. I watched the Nevada BYU game. Uh, that ended eighty-six seventy for Nevada, who's number seventh in the country. But that was actually a good game. Uh, so some and close scores. I, I was just gonna say, as a Tennessee fan, I'm really happy that like the team is like looking like they're going to be really good this year just because of how fucking terrible the football team is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now I have, like, something to look forward to this season. Yeah. Uh, and then just for my st- st- sake, There's... I will mention the uh, Michigan uh, game, which, and I only mentioned this because it was really interesting. They held Norfolk State, who, yes, it's Norfolk State, but they held them to 13 points in the first quarter. But they, Norfolk State didn't score a basket for, I'm pretty sure, the first eight minutes of the game. Uh, Michigan is one of the best defensive teams in the country. That's why they got to the national championship last year. Uh, and it kind of showed here. Um, but they won handily 63, 44. I actually didn't think they looked that good, but it's a, you know, these are warm up games. So get it, get everything out. Now they played Villanova, uh, and I think a week. So (laughs) I was was just about to say like Tennessee is already playing uh, Gonzaga in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, we like Michigan there, there's, there's, gonna, over, there's gonna yeah. there's gonna be a lot that we know about this season like literally within the next two weeks yeah for sure um i i like these they they do this every year but they have these big matchups uh in the first night of the season so they'll have like you know the you know top three teams usually are playing the first night um and it's good to see because uh you know you at some point, you probably won't get these matchups until March, so it's uh, it's nice to see. Um, but good starts for uh, those teams I talked about, especially Duke and Kentucky. Uh, gonna be interesting to see how they bounce back after that. <laughs> um, yep. But yeah, I'm really looking. I'm a huge college basketball fan, so really, really looking forward to that. Um, and uh, before we talk about uh, some college football, Bobby has some breaking news. 
episode. I still don't have a goddamn sound effect for it, even though Brendy sent me like three. Stupid (laughs) me. Uh, So apparently, uh, Des Bryant now officially signed by the Saints. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say we see we were looking earlier. It looked like it was gonna happen. Now it's official. Um, I will talk about it really quick, just because uh, we're me and Bobby are actually having this conversation yesterday. I'm in the the mind that Des is washed. He's not fast enough. Um, he is, you know, he's a, only a red zone target. Now he's gonna have Drew Brees thrown to him. Uh, would that change? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, uh, but. Yeah, I think uh, beefing up that roster for their playoff push. Um, Give Breeze any target. He's again, I, I he's he's this guy that we've been hyping up on this podcast for a while now. Uh, he could, I swear, he could hit an infant in the end zone, like dead in the <laughs> chest, like, and that's he's he's like one of those guys. He's just like Brady. You can give anybody out there, and he'll hit him in the chest every time. So I, I mean, I I don't know where I stand really on Dez. I mean, I, I think he was a pretty big powerhouse for the Cowboys. Um, and he is a little old, and he is going to be a little slow. But I mean, if he's going to get open in the end zone, I, I mean, he's going to see some yardage. Breeze is going to see him every time. He's going to look for him. He's going to be one of the first looks out there. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. Yeah, um, you know, and, and it's good. Michael Thomas is having a phenomenal year. You've seen him put up 211 yards last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so adding another threat there. Um, but yeah, so that's official. The Saints get Des Bryant. Um, and then before we move on to our big topics this week, just want to give an update on the college football playoff because it is close to my heart. So uh, the top two haven't, ch- or the top three rather, haven't changed. Um, but this was put out last night uh, as the college basketball games were going on. So uh, Alabama and Clemson, Clemson still one and two. You got Notre Dame at three. And are you fucking team. surprised for God's yeah, really. sake? And the new team which is uh, good for me and Bobby. Uh, Michigan moves into the four spot. Uh, Go with the, Blue! <laughs> with the LSU loss um, to Alabama by 29. Um, this is interesting because, uh, you know, this is this is going to come down to that last game against Ohio State for me if they make it in or not. It. So they got Rutgers and in Indiana. Um, you know, Rutgers, they had beaten one time 78 to nothing. Uh, with which, this team, they should be able to beat them 300 to nothing. Which, um, if remember that, that, that season, they did that the week before Rutgers played Ohio State, and Ohio State won like 64 to nothing. So, this was Michigan just trying oh, to beat Ohio State. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so, just yeah. want to point that out because that was one of the funniest things I, I ever saw. Uh, and, you know, we've seen them dismantle Penn State this week. It was 42 to yeah, 7. Yeah, dear God. And, and, Penn State was ranked 14th. So, um, you know, the the one team that I am scared of, uh, which is, is the fifth team, is Georgia. And I say that because if Georgia wins out, which they should, because I'm not sh- I don't think they're playing anybody big the next three weeks, the SEC championship is already set, and it's going to be Alabama versus Georgia. If Georgia wins that game, they you can't they can't be out. Like they have to go you, in. So you, somebody has to go out. Georgia plays Auburn in three days. By the way, I mean. Yeah, I mean, okay, I, that's a sort of a big team. Wait, wait, which like Auburn's like not at, like they're not like that good of a team this this season. I mean, like they're a good team, but yeah, they're they're not like a, a top team. But like it's a rivalry game; anything could happen. Yeah, I mean that's true. And I mean, gotta play Georgia Georgia Tech as well. Which Auburn's gonna win the football game. Auburn's <laughs> gonna win the football which, game. 
which obviously Georgia Tech's obviously not that good of a team either, but you know, rivalry, anything could happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying like you're right, and and I shouldn't take those for granted, but it is games. If there are going to be a college football playoff team, the it's games you can't lose, obviously. Um, so, uh, but no, my point is, if Georgia beats, if Georgia wins out, and then they beat Alabama, they have to go in. So somebody has to go out. Um, and a lot of people are saying if. Georgia beats Alabama, should Alabama go out? And I am in the mind that, that you can't do that because, like, as as Alabama, I mean, they've had a very easy schedule this year. Um, they Alabama always, always has an easy schedule. I was going to say Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's true. I mean, they could beat the Buffalo Bills at this point. Um, yep. But, no, they were talking about, you know, that. And I, I just thought, like, a lot of people are talking about it you know, them being one of the best teams, not just this year, but in like, like the decade, like this team they have right now. So, and before uh, they lose to the Citadel, (laughs) if that happened, I would, I don't know if the world can handle it. (laughs) Nope. 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 There are three and five team in the FCS. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if they don't win that game by 65, I'd be, uh, I'd, I'd be worried. Um, no, but I think, uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, just because Georgia is right on Michigan's heels, but it's also one of the cases that if Michigan wins out, so they beat the teams they should be, and then they beat Ohio State, uh, who's a ranked team, and then they go on and win the the Big Ten championship, it's you can't leave them out either. <laughs> so it's going to be uh, Notre Dame is a team for me. So like you know them being an independent kind of makes things really weird, um, you know because obviously they. They don't have the conference stuff, but you know the only their only impressive win this year has been against Michigan, which was Michigan's only loss, and that was in the first week of the season. Uh, you know, and that was you know with Shea Patterson, Michigan's quarterback, and that was his first game with them. Like you know, a lot of the teams they're playing this year have been god awful. Like that was their only impressive win, and it's going to come to a case with Notre Dame. Is right. um, were you talking about Notre Dame just then? Uh what? Yeah, Notre Dame. They uh, Michigan. They beat Michigan the first game of the season. That's like right. their only been their only like really good win. Well, they beat Stanford too. That was kind of impressive. <sighs> I mean, Stanford. But like, I'm talking about like you know, if you want to get into the playoff, like you got to beat like the top. You know, you got to beat good teams. And and yeah, Stanford was ranked at one point in the season, but I believe they're no longer ranked. Um, uh, they're not. But I mean, because what they won their first four and then haven't won since or maybe yeah, they won one. I, I believe so, yeah. It's also going to be a case of, uh, and this is kind of where this whole system with the playoffs is flawed, like, it's going to depend on the results of the teams that have played Notre Dame to see where they're going to end up. Like, if it's just hypothetically, say all the teams they beat this year, uh, besides Michigan, lose, lose out the rest of the season. Somehow they lose out the rest of the season. Well, that's like now you look at Notre Dame's record and you're like, okay, so they beat Michigan, and then look at all these other teams they played. Like they're not impressive wins. So I mean, that's kind of where the system is flawed. But that's just you know a story for another time. But um, yeah, I man, like it, it's it, it's really interesting this season um, because a lot of the teams in the playoff, like they still have like very important games to play. Yeah, um, I mean. Like I said, if Michigan loses that Ohio State game, then they're they're out. But uh, yeah, I like you know. I mean, Clemson has. Uh, I don't know how I quietly they've been because it's Clemson. They have 
been amazing this year, but like they've been overshadowed by Alabama, but Clemson's been really, really impressive. Um, like, you know, enough to be a top, the top team. Um, and like I said, it's going to be, it's interesting with Notre Dame with them being independent, how that like, you know, excuse me, they, they don't have the conference championship games and stuff like that to fall back on. So, so if just really quick before we move on, uh, if, if Ohio state, uh, wins the game. Um, do they get in? Um, I would say no. Man, it, it depends because it, it depends what Georgia does. If if Georgia loses that game to Alabama, I I would say they get in, just because. Um, well, it, I'm sorry. So if Ohio State beats Michigan and then wins the Big Ten championship, right? Uh, then I think you have to put them in. Um, oh, man, I don't know. Uh, the other it's, team it's, that's it's there, tough. the other team that's there, that's you know again quietly there is Oklahoma, who's had a really good year with Kyler Murray. Um, yeah, now you know, that uh, what's his face is there anymore? Uh, Mayfield. Yeah, yeah, Mayfield. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's had a really impressive year. Uh, the numbers he's putting up, um, you know, that's another team. If if one of these these top, you know, I would I'm going to exclude Alabama and Clemson. But if you you know if three through five slip up, then you know they could un- be another team that kind of sneaks in there. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I will say though that you bring up a good point with that Ohio State one because I don't think they're out of the running because their only loss this year. Was that loss, and it was a big one. It uh, was a big loss. Yeah, it was to Purdue, which um, you know I'm not I'm not taking away from that, but hypothetically, if they do win out and, like I said, win the Big Ten championship, that's a uh, that's a one loss team who has some impressive wins uh, because they would have beaten Michigan, who is uh, ranked number four in the country right now. Um, so, I mean, that's an impressive win. Um, you have, uh, they beat TCU in the early year, in the year when, or was it TCU? Yeah, TCU when they were ranked. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting. This is the good, I'm telling you, man, like this part of the year is the best time for sports. You got college basketball starting, college football, you got the last few weeks of the season, hockey's on, NBA's in full swing. Uh, you know, it's, it's a good time of the year so. Looking forward to uh, how this plays out, but happy that Michigan is in uh, the top four and kind of control their own destiny at this point. Um, right. But we will move on, and, uh, and again, want to reel everybody back in here, getting everybody involved. So last night, um, I was watching the Kansas game, and they had Dick Vitale on announcing the game. And Dick Vitale has been there for, it seems like, 300 years. Um, doing college basketball stuff. Uh, Diggy V. Diggy V. <laughs> and uh, I'm watching this game, and I'm just like, dude, I can't stand his commentating. Like, it's like, I, I don't know if it's just something, like, you know, I, I've watched college basketball in the past years, and, like, it really hasn't bothered me. But for some reason, last night, I was like, this is just, like, annoying. Like, he's he's <laughs> cutting over the, the, I don't even know who the other announcer was, to be honest with you. Um, I know it's one of the, 
big guys, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. But he was talking, and then uh, he was just cut over him. And, you know, he's telling these stories and, and just dragging stuff on. So I want to have this conversation because um, in the, the hockey world, which I'll talk about in a second, there's a, a conversation about old announcers um, in sports. And, and I want to also bring it to old, old announcers and just old uh, personalities uh, in just in TV in general, so we can kind of make this a big topic and everybody can get involved. But um, in hockey, uh, you know, a legend, um, Don Cherry, who is on Hockey Night in Canada, you know, it's it's the eighty three. He is yeah. eighty three freaking years old. And look, he's the he is it's Don Cherry, and he and he's had uh, some great years. I mean, it's one of the it's probably the most watched show uh, Saturday night is the hockey game, and then you and the intermission watching John. Don Cherry, but a lot of people are saying, you know, a lot of the things he's saying are like wild. He's too old. Like, you know, it's his time. I want to get you guys' opinion um, on on this topic because, you know, a lot for a lot of these guys, it's just a matter of like it's time, man. Like you've had a great run, but it's time to go. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. Is there any like announcers that come to your guys' mind um, that are just like besides the one? I mean, you know, you can kind of contribute to the ones I just mentioned, but that come to mind. You're just like, you know, it's time. Like you had a good run, but uh, you know, the stuff you're doing is is not good anymore. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily say this because because of his age, but more so because of um because of his calling style. And and I guess age will ha- has a little bit to do with it. I'm really not a fan of Brad Nessler. I I'm not a fan. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And, and I... I think that might be because it might be because I was such a Vern Lundquist fan. Yeah, I I was too. I uh, was too. But like Brad Nessler is missing the it factor. Right. Like, he doesn't have what like he doesn't have what the legendary um commentators have like they have they have like certain styles that work for them and he doesn't really seem to have a style like i i, I would argue that uh oh, man i i forget that there there's one um there's one play-by-play announcer for for fox that does nfl games I, he's like he's like the second um the second leading career or whatever i, I forget what his name is oh uh, is he the lead guy he's the lead guy yeah uh well he's like he's like so like Fox obviously has a bunch of different crews and like Joe Buck is like the first number one crew. Right. Uh um, he's like he's like the second or the third. I can't remember his name though. Give me I, give I know me, his keep face. Talking, give me a second. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about too, and I can't think of it either. <laughs> he, he, he actually does a lot of Falcons games and I and I feel like he would be so good for like college football. Right. Um so that that's like someone like him would be great. I, I feel like it's like Kenny something or like I I, I can't remember. You're not. Are you talking about Kevin Harlan? No. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I was gonna say. Um, hey, let me look this up really quick, so y'all y'all can keep talking. Yeah, I was looking it up uh, as well, but no, I uh, and I, I will get to this in a, in a second. But uh, announcers in general, like th- that's what brings the flair to the to the game. Like Kevin Burkhart. That's who I'm thinking of. Oh yes, yes. Okay, Kevin. Okay. Right. Um, I think he's a. I think he would be like a uh, a really good. Uh, he would be a really good announcer for more primetime games. Right now, like I just 
and this is maybe a little biased too, because for a lot of my life, I thought I wanted to do uh, announcing and broadcasting. And like, I always thought that the announcer made the moment um, that like, if, if you watch a sports, a sports event, like say, um, like what's a, I was thinking of infamous sports events, and the first one that came to mind was the Minnesota Miracle, which happened last year, which uh, Joe Buck was actually announcing, uh, which we can get to very if we rare, want to. Like a, like a very rare, good, like good, good call. Yeah, yeah. So like, I think like those guys make the moments, and some of these guys just uh, you said it perfectly. They don't have the it factor anymore. Like they lost it, or or something like. And a lot of it maybe is, uh, and this sounds dumb, but you know, they can't get up to, like, I feel like when a announcer, like, he really yells and gets his, all of his emotion out there, like, that's when his best cause is, like, when the best cause are, but, like, you know, maybe it's a thing, like, literally, like, they can't do it because of, you know, their age. I don't know. It's just, like, a lot of these guys, I feel like, have lost the it factor. Um, another guy in hockey is Bob Cole, who this is his last year, but he's another guy who's a legendary, and, and it's great and all, but a lot of people were saying, you know, your time's up, man. And he oh, he, that as well. here's here's another one I just thought of. What about Marv Albert? Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's tough because um, like he he has good calls, and like I I always like listen, but I just feel like his time's out. Yeah, this is this is Marv Albert right here, LeBron James. Yes. <laughs> 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 um, I forgot that, Zach was still here. That's a sound bite right there. That's not. <laughs> you're not wrong. Like it's tough because a lot of these guys, like, and and this is obvious, but like a lot of these guys. <laughs> um, um, you know, you hear so much, and they're and <laughs> they had these big calls, so like you know, it's hard to see them go, but. Um, more about, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough All one. Right. What a chance there to the back. Point off a shot. Like, do you think when he gets old enough, because people already want him gone. Like, Doc Emmerich? Yeah. Like, I, he's, like, my, he's probably my favorite announcer. There are I think my dad hates him. Really? Yeah. Like I, but 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 to me, like that, like he is the voice of playoff hockey. Like when it's his time, oh, yeah. I want him to stay forever. Like I, oh, don't, yeah. like he's my he's my favorite announcer of all time. I I my my favorite, and again, biased because Flyer fan is JJ. Yeah, because uh, uh, Jesus, I don't, I I I I seriously will. There are only a couple announcers that I would consider in his league in terms of of uh, team announcing. I I, uh, I seriously uh, think he's the best. I think he's up. To, I I really like him too. But like you know, it's tough because a lot of people obviously don't get the Philly broadcast. So right. But but why I played the clip is because it's like you know that when you don't know what you have till it's gone, right? So like yeah. you you um you have Mike Emmerich, who you know is famous for those kind of just insane calls. He loves the game. He loves what he does. You know, and and people already there. Are, there are some people out there who don't like him and want him gone. Um, and I I want him gone out of the NHL game sometimes. Jesus, dear God. Yeah. Um, but it it it's just sad when that happens. Who was the Dodgers uh, announcer who ben, retired? Ben Scully. Yeah, Vince Scully. 
you what was it 60 years is that right wasn't it like 60 yeah, years yeah it was a long day let me it look was at the exact decades time. i think it was 60 years but you know what and uh 67 got... seasons 67 goddamn the man, seasons the man is 90 years old yeah he called, he called hank aaron's like record-breaking home run by the way right like <laughs> what he did yeah. for context that's that's crazy Isn't that insane? like i i like so was it was his time seriously up until his 90 or has he been one and gone because like i mean i didn't know much about him until he retired he, he retired at like i think 88 years old yeah so it was because it was recently old. it was in the past like couple seasons but it was like you know everyone would love him just imagine being 80 years old and still working for like eight more years or being That's fucking crazy. 90. <laughs> Fuck that, I'm done at 65. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I'm sure a lot, a lot of people I know, as soon as 65, okay, all right, 401k. Uh, that's my job now. <laughs> my 401 right there. Jesus Christ. But, like, I mean, maybe, uh, I don't know, like, Brenda, you might have listened to him uh, a lot just because of being a baseball fan, but, like, I was actually on board. Like, he was one of those guys that kind of defied everything because, like, you know, he was 88, and I thought he still, uh, you know, he, he kept it. Like, the thing, the problem I had with Dick Vitale last night is, like, he was just, the stuff he was saying was just really, like, not, like, you don't have to say it. Like, it wasn't important. Like, I thought um, well, Scully so, was still kind of good. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but with, with, with Vin Scully, though, like, he will he will say what you want to hear, and Dickie V does not. Like, Dickie that, V is that, the opposite of that's, Vin Scully. That's, that's yeah, that is true. <laughs> like, and Vince Scully still had the it factor. Yeah. Uh, like, by the way, like during the game last night, Vince or not Vince. Now I'm talking uh, Dick Vitale. Like, I don't know. I was only half paying attention, but all of a sudden I hear, "Oh yeah!" And in my new book that's coming out, I talked about <laughs> this. I was like, "I swear to God, that happened." <laughs> I was like, "Uh, okay." Vince so... Scully won a fucking presidential medal of freedom by pointing that out there. For what? Scully was the best. Well, I, yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. Ass, bitch. I was gonna say, I was gonna say it doesn't really matter. Does it? Who gave it to him? Uh, it was 2016, <laughs> so probably Obama. Okay. <laughs> George <Just> Washington. We've <laughs> 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 got the presidential medal of freedom for a television broadcast. I'm not familiar. Um, no, I, I just I'm acting like he's a fucking. Yeah, well, I guess he is a Brit. FDR back in the day. <laughs> No, but like I, I am giving you the Presidential <laughs> Medal of Freedom. <laughs> the New Deal continues. Let me let, let me just say, uh, keep your day job because you Speak would never softly. be an impersonator for fucking presidents. I that's I, that's I I can't do a good impersonation of him, but all I know is that he fucking yells a lot. At least all <laughs> the speeches you hear of him, like even like because it was early radio. So I was like, I savagery. <laughs> do that um, noise again. I'm yeah. what? <laughs> then you have George Bush, who's just terrorism. <laughs> wait, I, wait, wait, wait! I have, a, I have a secret to tell you guys. Oh, terrorism. <laughs> terrorism. I don't know. I, I don't listen, man. I, I think, I, I think we're. We're just skipping by the greatest call of all time. I'm so Which... fucking proud of you guys. <laughs> uh, the I same. Mean, best call in sports history, no doubt. We've got, we've got Obama who goes, 
my American people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, my fellow Americans. My fellow Americans. <laughs> did you guys uh, hear that? Hear that speech where uh, George Bush, where George Bush was like, "We have to be right one percent of the time." I mean, hundred percent of the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got. Um, but getting back to track. Uh, uh, got there, both. Uh, but getting back on track. No, I. I I don't, uh, I just think, like, and I'm trying to think of any TV personality. Like, what are some TV personalities that, like, their time has come? Like, I, you know, I would just say Marv Albert is probably at the top of my list. Yeah, I was thinking, um, fuck, what's, um, Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. I mean, <laughs> fucking thing sucks! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I'd say Ma- Marv Albert for his age, and then Brad Nessler just because call <laughs> yeah how's, uh, Bo- how's boomer still on i know he's not announcing anymore yeah he just does like the fox uh not the cbs updates i mean mm-hmm. i mean you could say the same thing about paul Feinbaum. yeah i yeah <laughs> i yeah, yeah. years yeah uh, and i yeah i had a yeah <laughs> <laughs> what's that guy who i said should go to jail yeah that was wait i'm trying i'm trying to scroll back on the t- <laughs> yeah he go so on halloween uh we have a we have separate chats on discord and zach goes you guys know that sports talk show the herd i want to punch the guy who hosts it right in the fucking face i hate, <laughs> I hate him dude <laughs> and literally grabs a picture of him and says look at this fucking asshole i'm not even talking about his show anymore he's just ugly <laughs> He's gonna, he's gonna need to change his face, or I'll change his form. He looks, he looks like, like Will. William Defoe's asshole cousin. Oh, <laughs> God, I was crying when I actually. I this hate a guy who barely talks sports, and then here comes the guy. Yeah, you guys know who who hosts the herd? Yeah, he's an asshole. <laughs> Dude, I fucking, they had a show on at my job the other day, and. I, and first of all, like this is before I even pay attention to anything that's being said on the show. I'm like, this guy looks like a fucking asshole. Like he's fucking ugly. Jesus <laughs> Christ! And he starts like fucking writing Baker Mayfield's ass about some shit. Oh yeah, that's an infam- that's an infamous clip because he, yeah, he that's exactly what he did. He got on Mayfield um, about I I don't even remember the interview, but basically Mayfield like wasn't having any of it. And he said some shit, and then NFL scouts were like, "Oh, look at this guy! Like, you know, he's he's uh, such an asshole. Like, d- d- look at Colin it Coward. Doesn't matter. Or, or not Colin. What? Are, and, yeah. Anyone do well, a remember- Coward impersonation? Oh, I no, can't. No fuck way. that. I no, don't want. I don't want to look talk about that. Fuck. Do you remember when Baker Mayfield did the thing where like he was on the he was on the sideline and he grabbed his crotch at the other yeah. team? Yeah. Like as like, nope. That there he goes. He's gonna go down the draft pick line. I know he's not. He Relax. got picked number Relax. one. Relax. Yeah, exactly. Relax. I real quick, and I want to wrap this up because we're running short on time. But uh, we had this conversation a little bit yesterday, but I want to obviously put it on the podcast. Um, What's your guys' take on Joe Buck? Because a lot of people hate him. All right. I think I think he's good for like I think he's good for play by play, but like his like special moments, like his plays. Like or like his highlights, like they're not very good. Um, yeah. With that said, like if I'm just like sitting down and watching the game, I actually enjoy what he like. I actually enjoy his uh, commentary. 
I, right. I that that's exactly my opinion, and I know you're about to reveal some information because I just found this out yesterday from you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my thoughts exactly. It's it, I don't have a really big problem with him on the play by play, but like when something big happens, it's like and a touchdown. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks, Joe. Mitchell. Thanks, thanks for you. Thanks for Mitchell. 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 <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, like thanks for the input, Joe. Down um, to thirty. I like wow. that's really my only gripe with him is that yeah during the moment like because I'm with you when you said earlier like they make the moment like a lot of the moments like I mean the miracle on ice like is a big one where mm. you know imagine imagine that game without that call yeah like, ima- right. imagine that is a disgusting act <laughs> that is, that is... <laughs> I want to get to something real quick so the one thing I was gonna say is, and a lot of people don't know this, and I'm gonna be honest here, I can't remember where I've seen this at, but I know it's a true thing. So Joe Buck had hair transplants, uh, and there was some complication with it, which made him lose like his voice for a certain amount of time. So a lot of the calls you hear, he's not like yelling in it, like you hear his voice is kind of almost like fucked up. It's because of that. And recently, it's gotten better, where it's almost like I guess cured. I guess would be the word. So he has been able to like get back up there uh, with his, you know, his calls. But a lot of people don't know that. Um, now, <laughs> you know, that infamous Randy Moss call. I will say, like that was that was terrible. Like, <laughs> like he's like that is just a what I feel like that is just a disgrace or whatever. Yeah, disgusting act. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 that's a disgusting act. So yeah. uh, this is according to the Wikipedia page. <laughs> so please take it with a grain of salt. Um, but I was trying to do a quick look up. So it says vocal cord ailment. It says in 2011, shortly after broadcasting a uh, Super Bowl for Fox, uh, Buck claimed to have developed a virus on the nerves of his left vocal cord. Despite the ailment, he, uh, which according to Buck came out of the blue and hampered his ability to raise his voice, continued to broadcast baseball for Fox during the 2011 season and resumed as the network's lead NFL announcer that fall. In 2016, Buck revealed that the problem was not due to a virus, but rather to vocal cord paralysis likely caused by anesthesia used during multiple hair transplantation procedures. Right. So, so, I mean, I think it's like that could be part of the problem, obviously. I mean, the guy can't even fucking can we, talk. Can we talk so, about the picture they're using for his Wikipedia real quick? <laughs> what, send it in the chat room. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's that one. It's an old fucking picture from 2006. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 that's yeah. Uh, Stadium. That's so, not good. Would you rather punch Joe Buck or Colin Coward? Oh, Coward easily. I would, dude. I would uppercut that dude into next week. <laughs> all right. Um. All right. all right. We are. How tall is he? Who? Who? Colin Coward. I'm trying to oh, see if he can I actually am... reach his chin. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm messing. No. Uh, all right. We only have like 15 minutes left here, so let's move on. Uh, Brendy, in case you missed it, you said you have some good story this week, so I'm looking forward to it. So, as you guys know, Minecraft is basically like a dead game now, right? Yeah, it's... Mm. it's mm-hmm. or, or, like, I, not, not dead. more or less. It, I it's mean... nothing compared to what it used to be. I, I would say so, yeah. Uh, so, Microsoft has some plans to um, to basically 
install like a a, a campus, uh, basically like a new a new headquarters, uh, so that they can hire some more employees. Uh, located in Redmond, Washington. So obviously, whenever um, they're they're in the planning phases right now. So one of the things that they did, and you guys know, obviously, when you're building something like this massive, you have to have like a detailed plan and kind of have to layer it out and stuff. So in order for them to lay it out, they decided, you know what? We're going to build the entire campus in Minecraft. Oh, my. And, and uh, <laughs> it actually looks pretty sick. Like there's an entire, um, there's an entire like walkthrough, like an entire map, and I'm gonna I'm gonna post an image in the chat, and you guys can kind of see what it looks like, um, one of the maps. But it actually looks pretty sick. Um, so I was here's a picture. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, oh, oh my god, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> and um, they, there's a video showing like an entire walkthrough. And, Give a cricket pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and I can show I can show you like an actual HQ like graphic uh to show you what it looks like. And it like looks like really similar. Right. Okay. Uh, so let me show that to you guys. This but... looks like this looks like the uh the rug you would play on as a kid that had all yes! the roads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I I uh, I oh my god, that brought back some memories. <laughs> um, well, dude, I have I have a bunch of diecast um uh race cars. What yeah, do you? Uh, when I was two years old, man, I was basically little, racing Watkins Glen with the matchbox cars and stuff. Oh like boy! That. Yeah. And, and here's what the eight, the high quality picture is supposed to look like. That's uh, <laughs> that's, that's actually damn close. Yeah, that's yeah, like, that, almost that, on point. Yeah, and there's a whole video showing like is that uh, a rooftop pool, or am I seeing a thing? Uh, maybe I don't know. Can't tell what that is. I don't think uh, it is. It looks like it, but because I just saw the blue, I just kind of assumed. Um, yeah. by the way, I, Bobby knows this, but I was always that asshole in Minecraft that would always try to make, like, the world that was, like, the city. So, like, I would try to make my own city and stuff like that, and, uh, it never, you know, never went well. Yep, and <laughs> we had a couple that lasted for a little bit. Um, there's one other picture right there I just linked yeah. to you guys. That's, okay. uh, yeah. That's cool. Okay. That's cool. I yeah. mean, it sounded, it sounded sketchy at first, but it actually... Yeah. You know, I, it sounded like almost like a mock thing more than anything. But all right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's just kind of cool. It's you know, uh, yeah. It, it's it's so weird because like I haven't really heard much Minecraft news recently because it's and, Minecraft. And <laughs> this just on. in, this just in. XXX girl gamer XXX rode a horse. <laughs> and and uh, newsworthy. Okay, so moving on. So what's another video game like or? Yeah, what, so, like, what's another game, like, you guys haven't really followed, but, like, it's kind of big? GTA. Fortnite. No. Damn it. GTA? Um, you hear Fortnite news all the time. GTA? <laughs> no. Um, right. Is it, hold on, wait, 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 I, I want to guess, though. Is it recent? Uh, recent? What, it, it used, it was really popular, like, a few years ago, and it's, like, died off, but people still play it. H1? No. Not the, Roblox? like, Further back, uh, not that far back, Zach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Um, it, you, once I tell you guys, you'll be like, "Oh shit." Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I give up. All right, Pokemon Go. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So this story has to do with Pokemon Go. 
Um, so you guys know when Pokemon Go first came out, everyone was on their phones and fucking catching Pokemon, wild mm-hmm. Pokemon. Um, well, this 70-year-old man from Taiwan oh. decides, hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take it I'm gonna take it another step higher. So what does he do? Um he decides he's gonna grab a belt and uh, strap a shit ton of phones around his belt and <laughs> just have have 11 phones all playing Pokemon Go all at the same time. And wait till I show you guys the picture. I'm uploading oh. it right now. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Yo! That is... just, for, just for audio, uh, yeah, audio I... sake, uh, it's not even like a uh, when he said belt, I thought it was gonna be like a bunch of phones, just like a loud, like a round, and he was gonna have holsters for each one that he could pull out whenever there was yeah. an alert. No, it basically is this belt that has this robotic device looking thing in front of him that has eleven different what looks like car mounts and is holding <laughs> eleven phones right in front of his face as if he was using like one big tablet. So post it on Twitter. Post it on Twitter to say as mentioned. So motherboard, uh, who is a uh, it's a gaming company. Uh, they decided to do an interview of this man. He says his favorite Pokemon is Snorlax, and he doesn't like to assault gyms because it makes other players feel bad. <laughs> well, if he has eleven phones, who the hell else is he competing against? <laughs> I mean, seriously, like Taiwan, I guess. You go into a gym and you see this guy with eleven phones. Oh fuck this! I'm out of here. And there's no fucking way. Andy's, am I winning any of this? And he's known around town, by the way, as Uncle Pokemon. Uncle Pokemon. All right, you know what? Hot take. Early prediction. Early prediction. Whatever the next Pokemon game is, he's gonna voice uh, the uh, the guy in the beginning. What's his name? I'm forgetting his name now. Um, the guy you see like at the beginning of every Pokemon game. Like, hi, the new professors. Trainers. Yeah, professor. Yeah, I feel like he's gonna get a cameo as the professor. For this <laughs> By the way, that, that would be nice. in this picture, look at the girl in the background. Just like, what's the fuck what? You doing, what man? the hell? <laughs> She's looking at him like, what is this latch to? What the hell? <laughs> how, are his, how are his pants not on around his angles right now? <laughs> I like that how shit ran- cannot be like. I like how he randomly just has an umbrella too. <laughs> like, yeah. just in case it well, rains. you can't get the fucking phones wet. <laughs> what you should do is you should get the umbrellas that you put in but, drinks but dude, and put look, them on top of the phones. Look at the reflection in the in the fucking windows, though. Like clear blue skies. <laughs> yeah, sunny and seventy eight outside. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, man, he's got to be dying. <laughs> that's Jesus, great man what it's like it's like the stories of the samurai like where those samurai the way it would t- apparently take like two to three hours to put on all the armor how long do you think it takes this guy to get dressed in the morning when it's a good oh. day for pokemon go I, I should i should mention also um he does he doesn't he doesn't usually walk while doing this he likes to take his fucking bike so I mean, he's gonna get even more progress what but how 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 does like that not interfere with like how does that not interfere with the look at that gold fucking watch by the way just saying oh, right, yo look at him with the rolly he's out here bro yo he out here doing that work probably, oh. he's probably selling Pokemon Go accounts so he's getting all this money to buy watches oh, like that that's a good point that's a good yeah. point Probably selling this. Yeah, I was like, like that. Like that's a business model right there. At that point, <laughs> Jesus oh Christ, I can't. What in the hell? I like man? how you just have like a picture right after that. Like, oh yeah, you want to? <laughs> oh, like this? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like this. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, and then uh, like you, you said, you have one more story, uh, right? No, that that that's it. Oh, I'm, gonna, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna end it there because yeah. that story was juicy. Yeah, and we are like I said, running short. Um, all yeah, right, motherfuckers got class over here. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say. All right, we are uh, gonna finish up our show with our week ten predictions. Um, we did so the way the the podcast was uploaded, we missed the week nine predictions, but we're just gonna you know nothing changes since we all didn't make predictions. So. We've um, sucked these past couple weeks. Yeah, we do have a new leader in the clubhouse, though. I have uh, overtaken Brundy. So the the last predictions we did were week eight, um, and uh, so we all predicted that that the Rams would beat Green Bay. You guys had Jacksonville over Philly. I had Philly winning, and Philly did win. So I did take the lead in the clubhouse here. Um, <clears throat> but our three games this week we're going to discuss is the Thursday night football game against uh, Carolina at Pittsburgh. Uh, New Orleans at Cincinnati at one o'clock game on Sunday, and then Seattle um, at the Rams, who got their first loss last week. Uh, we're just gonna jump right into it, Bobby. Um, your prediction for the first game? Uh, so we're gonna do Carolina and Pittsburgh, right? So um, Carolina and Pittsburgh. Well, so I mean, we talked about Le'Veon Bell earlier. That has literally no impact on this game. It'll be next week if he decides to return. Uh, so for this one, I have Pittsburgh kind of running away with it, but not by uh, a margin by any means. I think Carolina is still a, a very good team, a team that really shouldn't be reckoned with right now. Um, so I, I have, you know, I think James Conner still going to do that work to him. I'll be completely honest. I think he's just going to bury him in the red zone. Um, so I have Pittsburgh taking this one 31, 24, especially also they're at home. I mean, they're dangerous at home, man. I mean, I, yeah. they're, they're so goddamn dangerous. I, I, I hate uh, when the Pats play in Heinz Field, it's it's terrible. Yeah, so like you said, Carolina is not a team to be reckoned with right now, and that's kind of a shame because as a Falcons fan, I need them to lose so that the Falcons can like at least make a wild card appearance. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I I think this matchup against Pittsburgh though will be a real test for them. I think. Um. You know, I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of Carolina's run defense. I think James Conner is going to run all over them. I think. Carolina saving grace is going to be Cam Newton, who had a who had a really good game um, uh, the past the past couple games actually. Yeah, he's uh, been one of the hottest QBs in the league. <laughs> yeah, so I th- I think Pittsburgh's defense. Um, I, I I quite honestly, this could come down to like a a last second field goal that Carolina or either team could have to kick. If if I had to make like a real like a really hot prediction i'd probably have to say carolina goes for a game winning or a game tying field goal and misses and just pittsburgh would hold hold on so i'll have pittsburgh winning 30 uh 30 to 27 and i will agree with that um what it comes down for for me is uh pittsburgh just like i just feel like any prime time game in pittsburgh any night game in pittsburgh like they never seem to lose um carolina uh is six and <clears throat> I think they're six and two right now. They're playing really well, um, and you know I I think uh, you know they're they're coming in hot, but I think Pittsburgh uh, is kind of starting to figure things out. I guess the uh, the one thing that I would uh, be wary of if I'm Pittsburgh is uh, Christian McCaffrey is a threat out of the backfield. Um, he's he's been one of the best uh, you know dual threat guys in terms of uh, catching out of the backfield and. Uh, run, you know, running. So, um, but I have Pittsburgh winning this game, twenty-four to twenty. 
the next game we have is the Saints game. Uh, the Saints uh, knocking off the Rams uh, last week, uh, who were undefeated. Uh, so, Bobby, you can give your prediction for this game against Cincinnati. Uh, so, uh, man, this is going to be a good one. I'm excited for this one. Um, isn't it just so different what we said about Cincinnati at the beginning of the year? Yeah, yep. we're like – Seriously, no, we, we could one. not be any any further off. Amazing. All right, I have this one uh, basically uh, w- w- the same score as Pittsburgh and Carolina, but I have New Orleans winning this one 31-24. Um, I'm going to be a believer in Dez. I, he's, he's, he's fine to play in this game, right? Yeah. He's uh, I, I, he? he probably will be, but it might be similar to how to, like Demarius Thomas last week with the Texans. Like He was uh, he was only in certain plays that he like knew, right. <laughs> essentially. So, yeah, so it, it might just be learning the playbook. I think he'll definitely put him in for the re- any red zone plays. So I, I think that Breeze has a new target, and I mean you can believe what you want. He was still a decent enough receiver to do damage in Dallas. I think with Breeze throwing to him, it's not going to be any different. Um, new Orleans is already stacked as it is. They've done extremely well, and they're 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 stampeding right now. So I I have New Orleans taking this one thirty one twenty four and kind of a barn burner. Yeah. So I don't really have it as. I don't necessarily have it close. Um, I've got New Orleans winning 27 to 14. And that's kind of a shame because like I said about the Panthers, I need the Saints to fucking lose. But <laughs> it ain't it ain't happening against it, it ain't happening against the Bengals. Um with that said, like the Bengals have been they they've been impressive. Like I I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie. Like, well I say impressive, like they haven't been as bad as I thought they would have been. And I think I think we could all probably probably agree yeah. with that one mm-hmm. uh and and the saints like god we never thought they were gonna be like probably we i think some of us had the saints in the playoffs but not as probably like one of the hottest teams in the nfl right now or, or I, the I, hottest. i think i have the saints winning the division but i can't remember <laughs> well anyway so uh, it's it's kind, kind of a shame i think I, I think Alvin Kamara is going to have a really good game. I, I would say he'd probably get uh, – he could he could easily get three touchdowns this game. So uh, I'm going to have the Saints winning uh, – I'm going to have the Saints winning 27-14. Um, and as I'm looking at my score, we actually have the same exact score. I have the score being 27-14. The Saints are uh, just – I mean, they, they lost their first game of the year, but they haven't lost since. And um, they look really good. Alvin Kamara finally kind of got back. In, so, like, they, you know, he's been – ever since Ingram came back, he's kind of gotten touches taken away. But he had a really good game last week. Um, you know, we'll see what Dez does. It's going to be weird seeing Dez in a uniform that's not a Dallas jersey. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, – I, I, you know, Cincinnati's been okay. You know, they've been, they've been good this year, I guess, in terms of what we thought they were going to be. Um, you know, we're starting to see them cool off a little bit. Um, you know, they, they barely got by the bucks. Uh, you know, they were up 35 to se- what was it? Or 28 or 35 to seven. And they almost came back on them. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I have that for that game. And the last game we have on the slate is the, uh, LA Rams against the Seahawks. So the Seahawks have actually had uh, a better year than I think people were anticipating it's just one another one of the teams that have exceeded expectations uh but this game is in la bobby what is your prediction um so i, I seriously i i i think you know in terms of seattle 
Russell Wilson, he's so underrated. Dear God. He, mm-hmm. I, I, I can tell you as a proud fantasy owner of him for the past few years, he's <laughs> freaking good. I don't know why he doesn't get the attention anymore. But here's the thing. The Rams, they are... They're the Rams is the best way I could say it anymore. Like it, uh, we we've they they've been just tremendous all season, just running through and tearing apart everybody. Got their first loss last week. I think that was just a bump in the road. I, I really don't think that's something they're going to last. And now they're back at home. I, I think the Rams are just going to kind of run away with this one, twenty eight seventeen. Uh, just again behind Gurley. I mean, why they're not going to fix anything? Literally, nothing is broken about them right now. So I don't think they're going to. I think they're just going to run it over. Uh, all, right, all right, so oh, all right, sorry. Uh, I was just gonna say, um, uh, with the Seahawks, Seahawks are kind of man, they're kind of an interesting team. Like they lose to the teams like the Broncos and the Cowboys, and like almost lose to the like fucking Cardinals, and then like they have really close game. They had a really close game against the Rams, uh, and even the Chargers. So it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard, you know. Make what you will with this team. Um, you know, a very. It, it, it's so hard to tell with the Seahawks, man. This, this literally, the Seahawks could win this game because they're the fuck. They can. They and can. I just the, don't think they'll do the it. The Seahawks are the kind of team to fucking beat the Patriots and then lose to the Browns. <laughs> that that is very true. Looking at you. Looking at you, Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just gonna say. And I know this is just a rematch from like a few weeks ago. I th- I think the Rams are just too good of a team to um to lose to the Seahawks. Um, and I think it's going to be by a wider margin. So I'll have the Rams winning thirty to twenty. All right, and uh, I've finished it off. Um, I I have the Rams winning twenty seven seventeen. I can't see them losing. I I don't. The the game last week they kind of showed a resurgence in the second half um, against the Saints. Um, I'm sure they're not too pleased about losing the first game of the season and uh, and want to you know a divisional game against a rival. Uh, they're definitely going to want to uh, get back to where they were, and I don't see them having a problem doing it. Uh, Todd Gurley uh, has had a incredible year, like one of the best I've. We've really seen in the past few seasons, um, so I, I really like what he's doing there. Um, I mentioned earlier, twelve touchdowns and almost a thousand yards, and he's only played, you know, what nine uh, nine games. So uh, it's crazy, but yeah, I have this final score being twenty seven seventeen. And with that, we wrap up the show. Um, another good episode. I think we had some good topics. This okay. the news has been somewhat slow. Like I feel like we say this every week, but like. It just seems like, you know, we had a lot of stories uh, back in the summer, and now things have kind of slowed up. So, yeah. And obviously, um, we, uh, we, would cut, we usually have two big topics, a topic after in case you missed it. But uh, with how long the quick picks went, because we had a lot to say with multiple stories in there, especially about Le'Veon Bell and the Ottawa Senators uh, situation, uh, we ended up just cutting it. We, uh, we'll move it to uh, next week, most likely. So uh, that's why the format was a little different this time. Yep. And... Uh... And uh, that will be on the MLB free agency, which uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot to talk about with the big names there. But like I said, we will wrap it up here. Um, I will do, as I always do, some plugs. So if you want to reach us on uh, any social media, uh, Twitter, uh, at Comply Network. We also uh, created a Facebook, which we will be getting. um, If any of you still use it. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. We're... 
doing that and also plan on making an Instagram. We're trying to see what, what content we want to kind of put on there. But when we figure that out, uh, that'll be another place to reach us. Um, if you like the video, like, you know, please like it. We would uh, appreciate it. Uh, if you're listening. Smash that any... fucking like button. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're on any other platforms like iTunes, give us a, a good rating. Um, we'll be back next week for episode 13 of the Come Play podcast. Peace. Peace.